Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of You Know It. It is the Steelers Q&A. Jeremy Betts is off this week. Well, we're getting ready for the new year. So you have me, Brian Anthony Davis, for the second week in a row here from Steel Curtain Network. And I am so excited to have a guest that I have been following online, a Steelers content creator that I think is absolutely fantastic. We are going to give her a warm Steel Curtain Network welcome. It's D Love Sports. D, how are you? I'm good. How are you, man? How are you? Thank you so much for the warm welcome. I feel, you know, I feel warmed and welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad to be your source of warmth here. And because I tell you what, it's going to get cold for the Pittsburgh Steelers. When I say cold, because they're on a hot seat, but it's going, they're going to go through some very chilly teams. When I say chilly teams, it's going to be a chilly reception on the road in mm -hmm. the Emerald City in Seattle. And in Bmore in Baltimore, uh, MT Bank Stadium, where I liken it to hell. <laughs> I love the bank. I mean, the last couple of times I've been to the bank, uh, we've gotten W's. So I love depositing L's in MT Bank and uh, Seattle. You know what? We don't have the best of luck out there, but it's going to be interesting. So I have a one of our new content creators here at Fans for Sports Network, uh, Nay who has 12 shades of nay which will be which will be debuting very soon on fans for sports network i can't wait to talk to her about the uh, seahawks and uh she proudly wears that 12 this is a tough place for the steelers to play mm -hmm. they've only won in seattle once and yeah. unfortunately i'm old enough to have watched that with my dad i think i was 11 years old 1983 long time it's been a long time uh Tomlin hasn't had success there it's, uh, I mean, we beat Seattle last year at home, so we know, and then that game went into overtime, uh, if I'm correct. So, you know, it's been, was it last year? It was last year, right? It was two I, years I ago. Two years ago? Okay, I was like, I, like, I was at that game, and it just felt like it was never ending, because um, Gino was out there, so it had to be last year. Had to be last no, year. It, was, it was two years ago, and the significance of that game was Russ was still on the team. And what really? happened with that, yeah, Russ was still on the team, but he was hurt. Oh, he was hurt. You're right. That, Aaron, Russ that, was hurt. He did not play. You're absolutely right. Okay, so it was two years ago. I and remember. The significant, okay. You know, the significance of that game was, it was the very first 17th game. So it was the first um, game the, for the in, Steelers yeah. uh, mm -hmm. playing a, uh, a rival from another division that they mm -hmm. don't usually play in that year. And I, I think they were a second place schedule. Taking yeah. on the Seattle Seahawks, but TJ went nuts. TJ went nuts in overtime. He did. I actually saw the clip last night. He went crazy. Um, you know, oof, man, 
oh, it was and Devin Bush was on the team. He recovered the uh the the strip sack or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, that happened. So and uh, and he's making a lot of noise this week. Yeah, of course. Why not? Why as not? a Seahawk? So hey, we've got a lot to talk about. But first, was somebody new to Still Curtain Network here? D. I would love to ask you about your Steeler fandom, how you became a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and what how you uh, celebrate your fandom. What is a typical Steeler game day with D? Oh, man. Uh, where do you want me to start? So I'll talk with the, fa- the fandom. Um, I don't really relate to that word anymore, but w- I was at one point very much a fan. So uh, it started really, really young. My dad was a Steelers fan. I, from when I was a child, decided I liked the Cowboys. I was, I didn't know any better. Um, so as I developed, you know, learning and, you know, just being a real life human being that has morals, I decided to be a Steelers fan. So no, <laughs> um, so I, I transitioned over. Um, when we moved to Maryland, a lot of people asked me like, why don't you like the Ravens? Well, when we moved to Maryland from Virginia, uh, the Ravens actually weren't here. So, um, you know, Steelers was just my household team. And as I began to understand that there was a legit rivalry, even when I dated guys that were Ravens fans, my dad were like, ugh, why? like, can you find somebody else? <laughs> so, you know, there was always that, that tussle. I, I just really couldn't be a Ravens fan in my house. So Steelers is what it was. And it's been that for a long time. And I've always been extremely passionate. So I'm the, I, I used to be the crazy fan that goes in there and yells and acts crazy and talks trash, but I have matured and I have become what I call myself a loyalist now. So I'm a loyalist because I'm going to ride with these guys, whether it's good or bad. I'm not going to talk a whole lot of trash about the individual players. Um, I leave that for the fans. So I've kind of transitioned from a fan to a loyalist and uh, the media, the media bug bit me and I've begun to create content. So um, for every day with me going to a Steelers game, I'm usually at all the home games. I go, I I do a prediction video game day. I go out to the tailgate. Shout out to Renegade Tailgate. Um, we have a good time over there. If you're ever uh, there, go out. to. They're over by the Car- Carnegie Science Center. Go check those guys out. Lenny and Cindy, they throw an amazing tailgate. And and then, you know, we we go in. I go I go in pretty early. I like to watch the guys um, when the second level of warm-ups when they're dressed and kind of see all the old players that come in and um, Art and how he goes and greets his people. And I just like to watch interactions. I always try to sit um, behind the team, bitch, because I learn so much from those interactions um, that you just don't get to see on television. Uh, communication is a big thing with football. So when I see guys communicating on the sidelines, when they're not on the field, it, it tells me something about um, you know, the relationships on the team, how, how they're feeling about what's going on. So I learned so much just watching the guys when they're not on the field, um, more so than, you know, what you see on television. So that's a, a bit of the games to me, hopefully they win. And when they do, it's great. And when they don't, you know, there's, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah, <laughs> that's a gist of a game to do, of a game day with me. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't get to many games, but I was at both Thursday night games. In, oh, the last, yeah, awesome. in the last two we were, months. Wait, we won one and lost the other, yeah. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it was my son's first game when uh, they won against the uh, Tennessee Titans, and then I was at the New England debacle. But yeah. we'll blame Mitch for that. <laughs> I know you don't want. I don't know. I know you don't want to talk trash on players, but I'm I'm mad at Mitch right now. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people are, and I mean, look, the defense allowed 
20 something points. Uh, you know, like I think the defense stood, stood tall in the second half, but you know, we we just couldn't get out of the hole. So I think Mitch Mitch tried, you know. I, I I will give the defense a pass on that the uh, second touchdown just for the yeah. fact that interception really put I think put up at the 16 yard line. But yeah. I digress. Yeah, Let, let's go ahead and get in it into it. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see uh, a lot of people uh, filter in here. And hey, get your questions ready. This is the Q and A. This is your show. So let us know what you want to talk about. For both uh, Bad and D, as uh, we get started here, throw those questions in. Now, I'm going to start with the questions. D, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the hot seat here. Um, and so the big question is, it is at quarterback. We just talked about Mitch. We know Mitch is not uh-huh. playing this week. Mm-hmm. Who, in your mind, do you think gives the Steelers the best chance to win behind center or in shotgun this week? Um, that's a tough question because I think that, I mean, from what we saw with Mason, I think he did a good, he did a great job. He did a great job. And I, I, and I don't, I don't think that Kenny can't do that. Um, and it's, that's really hard for me to say. I, I think that if he's not a hundred percent healthy, he says he is, he says he could go, then you go with Mason. Um, I think Mason is capable. And if for some reason Mason says he's not capable, uh, I, I don't know if if, if um, Kenny is dressing. I don't know if he's inactive yet, but we know that Mason's QB number one, right? So depending on what that looks like, if Kenny is active and in, in, in dressed, then if something doesn't go left or right, then maybe you put in Kenny. But I think Mason has earned a right to go out there and you know, push this team for see if he can continue to push this team forward. All right, so there are a lot of questions about the quarterback. Uh, one of the founders here, one of my partners, Dave Schofield, yeah, asked Dave. who's the QB2 this week? Do they dress that's, Kenny? So that is my that's my question. Yeah, I don't we we don't know yet, right? Um, but if they do dress Kenny uh for QB number two, that's going to get interesting. And thank goodness this game is not at home because. If Mason somehow went out there and didn't do well, that crowd would be crying for Kenny. That's what they do. <laughs> Eric Eric Askew asks, do you guys think the Mason hype is too much after only one game? Um, I think it's – a lot of things that Steeler fans do is too much. So, like, maybe, but also it was, it was a great game. Like, it was the – the first full game where both sides of this team on, on every level of this team played well, that was great. So if the hype is big because it was a complete game, I'll take that. We haven't had that. We haven't even scored 30 you know, points uh, in what, two years now, or over 30 points in like two, two seasons or so. So like, if that means it's too much hype, I'll take it because it, it's something that we hadn't seen. Um, if if we go to the game two and you know, we just dud it, then you know we'll be back to reality. But I think the hype is warranted, just given it's something that we hadn't seen in a long time. Let's go to our great friend Afton Ford. Afton asks, "Was the path to victory tomorrow? What do these guys need to do? Is it on? Uh, is it more running the ball? Is it uh, is it Mason slinging it, or is it just?" What's the defense have to do? How do they win this game? Yeah, so here's the thing uh, with our. De- I'll start with the defense first. 
here's the thing. If the, pa the pass rush is key to the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And when that's not working, we often see what happens. The secondary suffers. Um, don't get me wrong. I love JPJ. I love what he's doing. And we love that. Um, and Patrick Peterson's being able to float around and play more of a safety role. But we know if TJ and Alex can't get there, um, it, it gives the quarterback a confidence to go deep. And that's where we struggle. You know, we're struggling with the health of our linebackers. Shout out to Miles Jack, who came in and think played phenomenal for us. Um, our safeties are limited because Patrick's not out there. So the pass rush has to get there. They We already know they need to stop the run. They've been decent at that uh, as of late. So I, I can't even complain there. But uh, the pass rush is it's a, it's a significant component, Mike Tomlin word right there, of getting, you know, getting – the ball back in the offensive hands, you know, uh, getting those three and outs, the pass rush has to, has to be on it. And I know we, we have the guys, we have the talent, even if you put a Nick Herbig in there, he, he puts pressure um, on the guys as well, on the quarterbacks as well. So if the pass rush is doing its thing, we should be good to go. We really should. So on this the, is, I, I didn't, I didn't speak on the offense. If you want me to touch on the offense. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, offensive, offensively, Oh, and, and also the, we played a lot of um, – we didn't play a lot of man. We, we, we did a lot of zone uh, last week with Cincinnati. So if they, I'll see how they switch it up on defense. But back on the offensive side, I want to see a little bit more of the tight ends being used. I think we got Darnell Washington one catch, Pat Farmy nothing. nothing. Uh, I don't think Connor had a catch as well. So I would like to see a little bit more of the tight ends involved. The run game is solid. Uh, I think we continue with that, even some short passes. One of my favorite passes was the third and five pass to Jalen Warren just to you know help bail out Mason. So some more of the end in the middle of the field things I would like to see uh, from the offense. Fantastic. So mm -hmm. this is not a question, but you're getting some love from Ireland. Ireland, so, yeah, we'll be. I don't know when, but the Steelers will be coming to Ireland to play. So, oh, you know that's going to that. happen. It's I, it's happening. It's in the works. <laughs> let's see. I, Dave Schofield, I mentioned him earlier. He usually mm -hmm. follows that kind of stuff. Um, he's projecting either twenty four or twenty five for that. Um, it's coming. so yeah. I I think it's in the next two years. Let's yeah, go for ahead. Sure. It, for sure. Like, no, there's no doubt. I can't say, but um, there's no doubt it's coming in the, the next few years. So the next guy I'm going to bring up, this is a, a special guy to me because it's Claude Bishop. I was at Alito's Pizza two years ago, and oh. uh, Claude came up to me and said, hey, I know you from uh, I, I know you from your show. And That's so awesome. I, I, Claude always follows up. Um, he and his lovely wife, uh, very nice people. Uh, D, why do you, did you think that the Steeler fans were rude for calling for Mason, or do you feel it was rude calling for Mason? Okay, so let me explain um, two things. Um the situation with Mason was it happened while Alex Highsmith was down with an, it was, we were in an injury timeout and that's when the crowd decided to yell for Mason Rudolph. It just wasn't an inappropriate time. Your guy, you're one of your guys is injured on the field. You need to make, you know, make sure he's okay. Make sure they can hear whatever they need and you just be respectful. So at that, that particular um, clip that a lot of people were paying attention to that happened while Alex Highsmith was, pretty much getting lifted up off the field but I don't I'll, I'll never be a, a supporter of like 
the like Fat Matt Canada firing chance, like you know when that when Mitch was out there calling for Kenny, like I just feel like it it causes division because the media takes that and goes in the locker room and asks the guys, did you hear it? Like, what do you think about it? And that's why I don't like it because it it doesn't just stay there; it leads on to other things. Very good, Biggie Bronco. <laughs> who is a Broncos fan, by the way, but a very respectful uh, a member of our audience here. We okay. we see Big E all the time. And yeah, Big e. e says, what do you guys think about what's going on with Russell Wilson? I think he's crying over spilled milk if the Broncos can ask Peyton Manning for a cut, a true Hall of Fame quarterback. Why not him? And there's also been rumors of the Steelers being in the mix for Russell Wilson as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I think it's inappropriate. I think the Bronco. I, I, let me just one say shout out to Russell Wilson's team, um, his PR team that kept kept this close hold. Uh, this is obviously something that's been going on for a while. And if it were me, I'd be like, we are immediate as soon as this happened and it was October, I would have been like, we're going online. We're, we're we're letting people know that this has happened to you. But for them to be able to play chess and keep this close hold and wait until this time to um, unload this information, shout out to them because I don't have that kind of patience. However, I just I do think it's it's upsetting and it's wrong because you offered this man a contract. This the 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 portion of his contract that is guaranteed is the injury clause. So you're not willing to protect this man. I, I just, I, players have to go out there. They're not playing in this league for a long time. If you, if you gave him a contract, if you said you were going to give him guaranteed money, give him the guaranteed money. Um, I just, I don't think it's fair. Very good. And what are your thoughts on the possibility of seeing him in black and gold? And I, that I could be next season. Oh, I, I'm not, I am not against it, um, but I would like to see, I think there's going to be a change in the quarterback room for sure in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I don't know how much uh, a Russell Wilson would cost. I don't know at what level he would be. Uh, is he QB1? Is he QB2? Is there a competition? That would be interesting. I'm not 100% against it, but I would have to see how things play off, play out uh, with that. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm open, but you know, I don't know. I have to see some stuff. <laughs> Let's go to Afton Ford. This isn't really a question, but I'd like you to comment on her comment. JPJ will have his hands full with DK. Not sure he's ready for him. I think. I mean, look, JPJ has been up against some superior talent, and I and I really don't think he's been improving week after week. I think. We can't say uh, DK is, I call him a specimen. He's a specimen all on his own, but there is a plan here. You know, JPJ is going to go out there and, and run his mouth and, and try to get DK to react. We saw that with the 49ers, right? Or, or what, was it the 49ers that went in there and was just like, look, whoever can go in there and get him to snap, like, let's go. Let's, let's rock that. There was a joke. I don't know if that was true. Kyle Shanahan did, but I mean, people are going to be poking at DK all the time and i think jpj has the uh confidence <laughs> to go in there and 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 get him you know maybe off his toes but he has to be up for the challenge and uh we know he's a little handsy he just he, that's what it is so as long as he's careful with that i think it'll be a good little competition there he's proven aren't they all handsy though well, I think JPJ is a little bit more. I mean, first year out of college, the, the rules are a little different. I know a lot of guys are, but, you know, the constant PI calls on JPJ is going to draw attention to him. So just as long as he's, you know, careful, 
Um, but he's going to still be him. He's going to still play his game. I think the Steelers will allow, you know, a flag or two here or whatever, <laughs> as long as it's not helping them getting the, you know, actual end zone where they're down in the red zone. You can't be doing it then. But you know, I think. It'll All be right. I, I'm going to go off topic here since we're talking JPJ. Uh huh. Who's more exciting to watch? JP or JPJ? J. Joey Porter. Or oh, Joey, Joey Porter. Porter I'm like, Jr. who's that? Okay, JP. Senior or junior? No, because like as you know, you I don't remember you watching J Joey Porter from when he played, and then Joey Porter when he was on the sidelines, you know, coaching. He was still exciting to watch as a coach. But seeing JPJ just be this kind of light and fire in the secondary where we're struggling, like we're 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 struggling there. I, I love watching JPJ. I love watching the maturity. I love the fact that he's been around for so long, this organization and just sprouting. That's that's I, I really have a thing for the young guys. So I'm gonna go with JPJ. All right, here we go. Uh this is an interesting one. This is kind of a comment, but I'd like you to comment on this. It's Trey. Nobody mentions how Colbert set this organization back after drafting Kenny, signing Mitch, and not drafting Jackson in 2018 after he fell into their laps and instead drafted Mason later. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I think the <laughs> how do I say this nicely? Um and it's, it's not the Mac. I mean, Kevin Colbert has been there for a long time. Um, and I I think you can look at a lot of different things. Everyone's always saying, why do we draft Reggie Bush or why do we draft Edmonds? Like you can go to every draft class and look at something that um, they should have done. I, I know there's a lot of teams that wish they should have gotten Lamar Jackson um, looking at what he's able to do. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I I can't say he's the the culprit for everything, but he's done some amazing things, and he's done some um, gotten some players for nothing. That's that's have, have helped us. I mean, he was uh, in, involved with getting Mika Fitzpatrick, and you know, I, some of these things kind of like level out, you know, to me. But I understand the quarterback position is very hard, especially when you have a veteran like Ben who wasn't even happy with Mason. Um, like, do you think he would have embraced it, Lamar Jackson? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. So, uh, but I, like, I can't, I can't say he's to blame for everything, but look, he, everybody has a little bit of responsibility. That's, that's very true. Uh, a, a shout out to uh, somebody that we haven't seen in a long time here, or at least I haven't seen just me. Hey folks, miss seeing you bad. Hey. hey, it's great to see you just me. It's uh we have a nice family here at. Uh, I love it. I love it. Hi everybody. <laughs> So, and uh, so we are going to go ahead and take a break, go ahead and throw in some more questions in. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. It's Steel Curtain Network. It is the Q&A and mm-hmm. it's December 30th. Big game tomorrow. I am pumped. Stick around. We'll be back yes. right after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, we are back. It's Steel Curtain Network. It is the Q&A. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. D-Love Sports is with us, a uh, very talented content creator that uh, you can see on, uh, is it hashtag D-Love's Coffee? Is that that the show? The show is called Sports and Coffee, so it's sports, the letter in coffee and underscore. You can come join us uh, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., on Twitter spaces. So me, my co-host, I have Tip, he also hosts with me and Arati as well. And we're like a big family, like similar to you guys. And we talk about all the sports. Uh, so not just Steelers, football, basketball is heavy in our, every heavy in our spaces. So come join us there. And I'm, you can find me on D Love Sports. If you're having trouble finding sports and coffee, it'll be in my bio. All right. Fantastic. Now we were talking about the family that is our live chat and our listeners here. Did you like the music that you just heard? Because I saw you bobbing your head a little bit. Yeah, look, I, I like a little bit of everything. I don't have just one particular type of music I like. So, yeah, I'm cool. That is Jerry <laughs> Cherry Band. That is the Jerry Cherry Band. Jerry Cherry okay. has given us all of those. He has been one of our uh, live chat uh, uh, standards for years. So, uh, shout Good out. Good stuff, we, Jerry. <laughs> we, we, we do it. He's not on the show right now, but we, oh. uh, my, I guess we get, all involved with uh everybody uh, gets involved with this um, i love it that's a good family <laughs> so um joseph brown says today i guess it's my new favorite show so there you go awesome let's see what else we have here as i'm looking through i should have been doing this a little bit better so while i'm looking for uh here we go thomas riley can you see mason earning the starting quarterback job for next season for what team? That's a good question. <laughs> He's saying the Steelers. Um, I don't see that right now. I'll just say that. I don't see that right now. Uh, one game is not enough for me to say that they move move on from Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry. Not yet. I I will agree with you on that. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it as well. Um, I think right now the Mason Rudolph has won a job with this team. And I think this team could feel very comfortable with him as a primary backup for mm-hmm. next season. But I don't really think that he's going to be the starter. I think we need to curb our enthusiasm a little bit and see what he does. Now, if he goes nuts in a great way the next couple of weeks, then you start then you start thinking about outside of the box. But right now, I, I don't think so. So yeah. as we're waiting for a few more questions, I'm going to uh, – let's talk about the holidays real quick and i whatever it is you celebrate did you receive i i see that you're a jersey person i I got a couple just a couple yeah i i i I have a i have a few too i i've uh i'm known for like odd jerseys too as i have my dermani dawson as you can see right here from uh they only wore that twice in 1994 so uh So did you receive any holiday gifts? I did. My friend Carol, she gave me a Steelers hat. 
Um, and I got some, I actually haven't opened all my gifts from Christmas. Um, they're still just sitting on my tree. I casually opened one, like, you know, makes me feel like I'm getting gifts like th throughout just not the whole one day, but throughout the whole <laughs> December. My birthday is in the beginning of January. And typically people just say, oh, you got everything for Christmas. Forget about your birthday. So this year I decided, you know what? I'm going to make it feel like I'm getting gifts throughout my birthday too. <laughs> so Very I did, cool. I got a Steelers hat. Um, I got a portable speaker, a lovely portable speaker. And um, I'll be getting some more stuff delivered. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Some stuff. What about you? What you get? I tell you no, what, I asking you questions. <laughs> I always get. No, nah, that's that's okay. We're we're a Steelers family here. I got one of the most unique gifts I've ever received uh -huh. that that were from the Steelers, and it's uh, see it right here. It oh, is stadium. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I see the little. Acrisure Stadium bread, uh, I guess a bread plate, a little tray or something. Yeah, that, yeah, it's bread tray. Cute. So it's, I, I thought that was neat. I received uh, some very good friends of ours that uh, they, they're actually Browns fans and they're Ohio State fans. But we, uh, mm. they gave my son an Ohio State hat. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but um, I'm letting him wear it. They lost yesterday, right? Yeah, they. They only scored three points against Missouri, but Marvin Harrison didn't play. I, I'm not sure. Well, their quarterback transferred, so uh, that's, a, that's a program. Trying a lot to of that going out. on. Yeah. I, for my birth, now my birthday's in December, uh, okay. December 3rd, and my daughter was really proud. She got me a Zuba's Steelers hat. And. Uh -huh. If you I mean, remember that crazy pattern that they wore in the 90s, that people wore in the 90s. Uh, my dad has that leather, um, the leather helmet with the holes on it, like the covers your ears. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. I love the I love that hat. <laughs> Back so what, in the day before they had real helmets. What's the craziest Steelers gift you ever received? I don't know. I don't know if I, if it's been crazy. I don't think I've had a crazy one. Yeah, I once I got a crocheted Steelers fly swatter as a gift. That's 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 a little odd. I, <laughs> I, I still have it. <laughs> crocheted fly sweater. Yeah. How do you I, even use that? <laughs> I I never did. It was just I think it was for a decoration. I, I'm not sure what it is. My mom and sister they'll buy you whatever. As long they see as Steelers on it, like I gotta get it. There are people yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I just hope they don't make a Steelers enema kit or anything like that because uh, they'll probably wrap it up for me. I'm sure. Um, so that's funny. <laughs> that probably went over people's heads too. So that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about we're talking about uh, special special birthdays, and there was a very <laughs> special birthday in Steeler Nation this week. And I don't know if uh the towel turned what 48. Okay. So you have a lot of jerseys. My question to you is do you have a lot of terrible towels? I've actually acquired two this year. Um, I always keep them, they're all over the place. I know I have one in the laundry room, I have a couple in my suitcase. Uh, my god, I gave one to my godson. So I have about like, maybe like five terrible towels, plus the little pink ones that are around here somewhere. So I Probably, like I think I have like two or three pink ones, so eight. So yeah, I have a collection. I don't keep them all in one spot. I don't even know if I have one up here. 
Nope. But yeah, I have some gloves. I have gloves from whose gloves are those? Oh, I have James Pierre's uh, gloves from when he had his first interception with the wow. first team. I have those, and he signed them. Um, and I also have some gloves from Akilah Witherspoon when he was on the team last year. How'd you receive? Did he? They just hand them to you, or? I feel like I don't remember Akilos, but I don't. I don't know how. I think maybe Akilos did give them to me. I don't know. I don't remember how I got Akilos, but I do remember James Pierre gave me his, and he was just like, "I got my first interception with these," and I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So after the game, he came over. He's like, "I gotta sign them," so he signed them. So I have them. Um, did you know him, or is that was that just? No, it just happened. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see that. Well, that's a that's, cool, cool. Wow, thing. those are mm -hmm. those are interesting. What material are they? Are they? Uh, like a are like a oh, they're Nike. Yeah, they're Nike. They're like a rubbery. Um, I kept them because I was like, I don't want the the uh, the signs to run off. But these are these are pretty cool. Pretty wow, cool. that's that's Versus pretty awesome. And then these are the ones. Sorry. These are the Aquila gloves. He had his fingers taped up, I guess. So oh, wow. That's that's awesome. These are awesome. These are pretty cool, right? Yeah, those are, those are really cool. Yeah. Now I need a pair. Nobody, no player, <laughs> players don't give me stuff. The I, only... I, don't remember, I don't remember the Aquila one. I don't, I don't know how I got them. I really don't. I, mean, I guess I just gave them to me, but I don't I remember. But James, I think it was so special because it was his first interception. I think it was a Denver Broncos game. Um, and the end, he made that play at the very end of the game and got that interception. Just kind wow. of steal it for us. Yeah, that's awesome. The only thing mm -hmm. I've ever received um, at an event was at thirty years ago at a Duran Duran concert. They Simon Lebon gave me the set list. Okay, I was in the front yeah, row. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but <laughs> I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. But it was in Pittsburgh, so and that you know what's funny? It was that was the day that Rod Woodson had the breakout, the MVP type game against New Orleans Saints when he had two Ooh. touchdowns. Mm, so, what year was that? 93. 93, okay, yeah. So this is the terrible towel I'm gonna be using tomorrow. If you could see right there, it Super is- Bowl! It was the win over the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna mm -hmm. be waving that one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. My favorite terrible yeah. towel though, this is from Super Bowl 14, my parents went to the game. Oh, nice. That's so I love it. You got how many terrible towels do you own? Uh probably not as many as you would think. I probably have about 15. Well, you have that's a that's a lot. That is a lot but, of towels. But jerseys, I have probably about 40 or 50. Okay. I don't even so, people ask me all the time, how many do you have? I'm like, I don't know. I have I, some more, you know, in another room, and I don't know. <laughs> how many jerseys I have? I I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I I don't even remember anymore. I don't even count. I yeah, I don't. I was like, I just you know, if I remember, I put them on the rack with the rest of them, and you know, whatever. This one, like this one, is actually signed. I I um I had a goal one year to get Minka Fitzpatrick to sign my jersey, and I had it. I had a friend. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get Minka to sign it, and I. I somehow lost between the, the tailgate and the stadium. I lost the jersey. So I got there. My friend's like, You have your jersey? I'm going to have Mika come over and sign it. And I'm like, 
I don't have it. So, uh, but I was still able to a couple of weeks uh, later get him. I had to buy a new jersey, had to get it and got him to sign it. So this is my pride and joy right here. I worked really hard for that uh, autograph. <laughs> that is incredible. That's that's awesome. I'm going to bring up Dave Schofield again. Um, just Dave. talking just talking about uh, the uh, quarterback conundrum here. Y'all remember in 1999 when the Bills rested Flutie, Doug Flutie, the last week and started Rob Johnson, then started him in the playoffs instead and lost. Yeah, that's that's actually that's true. Now, one of the reasons the I, I think that was the uh, Music City miracle that they lost um, mm. in that game. But yeah, sometimes you don't really want to go against. You want to you want to bring your quarterback back in when he's healthy, but you never know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, Mark to Mark Tobin mentions Kenny loses confidence and he is not guy. that's and there's been so much talk about Kenny Pickett the guy this year can not be a guy question to you is Kenny Pickett the guy I, I think Kenny Pickett is the guy um until you know they say a couple things until he plays like he's not the guy and then two till it's time to get paid. <laughs> so uh, I think that's where you kind of really have to define when it's time to pay the guy or extend the guy or whatever it is when money comes involved and then you kind of, you'll be able to lay all those things out. But I think he's going to be the guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers going into the next season, unless something crazy happens. Uh, so I don't know what, what drafting position they'll absolutely have, but Something crazy happens or they trades. I'm, I'm not putting anything past Omar and Andy, but right now um, he appears to be the guy and uh, well, I'll roll with that, but I'm not putting anything past Omar and Andy going into this draft, going into free agency. So we'll see. You saw what they did with the O-line. <laughs> they got good guys in and out. So I don't know. Are you worried about the future of the Steelers retaining Andy as an Andy Weidel? Yeah, um, of course. I think so. Um, I think him and Omar have worked well together and, you know, there, there are going to be GM opportunities out there. You're always going to, you know, have that opportunity when guys do well and people get upset at that. Like, Oh, how come they couldn't like you, you want someone to go and do better. Um, and even I want to bring up, um, Brian Flores, for example, people got upset because the Steelers let him go. I'm like, the Steelers did the man a favor, right? Um, the man, the, they created a role for him to bring him in for his expertise. No one was going to touch Brian Flores. He's mostly with the middle with the NFL. Like he was, you know, kind of like damaged goods. So they brought him in, and he got a job somewhere. Like you, like they weren't going to, they weren't going to put him at, at, at a defensive coordinator they probably weren't gonna increase his salary next year or anything like that so they they put him in a good position to move on and sometimes people just get the opportunity to move on and you gotta just let them do that so um you know just like there's guys on the field they get hurt what's up next man up you, you just gotta you you can't hold on to people forever just just don't work like that yeah i think dave schofield and i i agree with this spot on about flores afton yeah. forehead just says here's someone who's already eyeing him as a GM. Yes, it's the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. or, the Commanders, yeah. Mm -hmm. They are uh, they are rumored to be uh, 
Wow. Eric the enemy wants to come. He's more than welcome to come. Uh, <laughs> open arms. If he, uh, <laughs> look, Kansas City might be calling him to come back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow. They, uh, that's very interesting that you bring that up because that offense uh, uh-huh. hasn't been the same without Eric the enemy. So let's talk about the game again tomorrow. And we're going to see some familiar faces on the other side of the ball. And it is going to be Devin Bush and Artie Burns, both number one picks. Mm -hmm. One is a whole lot classier than the other. And that is Artie Burns. You haven't heard much from Artie. Um, Yeah. Artie's a class act. And then there's Mm -hmm. Devin Bush when he's not dangling cats He's uh he's uh sending out crazy emojis when the Steelers lose. He thinks this is a revenge is game. That's oh, yeah. I have not seen that. That's what he's been doing. When what? they lost when they lost against the Colts, he put about like eight to ten laughing emojis. Wow, I did not know cons- that. He's considering this a revenge game. So my question okay. to UD is when you have the uh when he wasn't retained for a reason and he wasn't fired, he wasn't cut, but when he wasn't retained, is there a reason for him to be calling this a revenge game for him? Um, so they didn't pick up his option year. Correct. Um, no, and they did not. yeah. And, um, yeah, I think there was a lot in, with the fans. I mean, people don't, I don't think people consider, some of the things that the fans do and contribute to some of the some of the things that happen with these guys. Like even I believe it was um, Miles Kilbrew, uh, Kilbrew that said that he was getting death threats because of a play that he made on special teams or didn't make or whatever. Uh, I think it was like a, a penalty committed. And I think people don't, don't consider how those things weigh on how they feel about the 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 team as a whole like it's not just the individuals they probably have respect for their teammates right the coaches and stuff like that but as the whole fandom as a whole it's just like i want to get back at you guys because of how you treated me when you felt i underperformed and um i think people forget about the human aspect of of playing the game so i'm okay with anybody um especially guys like kendrick green and how people talk so mean about him and when you get an opportunity to kind of kind of stick it to the the fan base of the, 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 the that treated you so poorly when you were there for whatever reason I, I don't I don't have a problem with that like go out there let it motivate you um but the Steelers just got to be ready to 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 you know do what they're supposed to do and, and win that game and I, I don't have a problem with him feeling like he needs to get revenge or you know make a play and make people realize like I am a talent um and I don't I don't have an issue with it Spy Guy makes a comment. I don't think GP going to be so open this week coming. What are your thoughts on George Pickens and that breakthrough game? Was that a statement game or was it just? Go ahead. I think it was. It was a lot of things. I think it was not just a statement game for George. I feel like George did the things that we know we could do. We know he can make miraculous catches. We've seen it before. Um, but the consistency is something that we hadn't seen. Um, and I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome for Mason. And I thought it was awesome for George. I thought it was awesome for the team. 
um, just all the scrutiny that had been going around on national media, not just Steelers media and Steelers Twitter, but national media, the attention it was getting was just really to calm that all down. And I love that. And that's how you do it. That's how you calm everybody down. You shut everybody up. You go out there and you play your game. However, um, yes, I would love to see Deontay Johnson get the ball as well. Um, we did see Calvin Austin get the ball. I think ev like everybody touched the ball. We we had Allen Robinson. I want to see that. We had Allen Robinson. We even had Miles Boykin touch the ball. Uh, again, Pat Fryermuth and Connor Hayward were two guys I don't think that got any catches. But I, I do think, think we'll see more of the same of, everybody kind of getting their hands on the ball on Wednesday night. I had an opportunity to check out your show on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the big questions was who is the team MVP? And there were yeah. two names that came up the, that came up big time. One that you would expect and another that is outside of the box, but I actually agree with this one as well. Mm -hmm. Who are your thoughts on who is the team MVP? And can you bring up, both of those gentlemen. Okay. So yeah, the, the I love this question because although we're not at the end of this season, but I think we've played a significant amount of games to just kind of open it up to talk about who are the MVPs on this team. And and on on one side, I had I think TJ Watt is the guy that stands out because when you just need a spectacular defensive play, he just seems to be there. He just seems to make it happen. TJ Watt is just him. But on the other end, on the opposite side, Who's been that for the offense has been Jalen Warren. So Jalen Warren, to me, I would push for for the team's MVP. He's just been like just a breakout phenomenon for the Steelers. I'm not saying he wasn't good last year because he wasn't. I don't think he got shown enough uh, there of what he's capable of. But I mean, the man has just been able to get the extra yards push this team and keep this team on the field and, you know, blocking for the quarterback. He's in there every third down. You, he's either going to block or just rescue you um, from, you know, being able to dump it to him real quick and, and get that first down. So I just think Jalen has done some really special things uh, for this team. So I, I, I struggle with it because I, I TJ, TJ also makes phenomenal plays and can turn, get the, get those turnovers and the strip sacks and, and back a team up. But Jalen has has been phenomenal too. So it's 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 a tough it's a tough one. Uh, I think people like TJ a little bit more. But hey, uh, I, it's hard for me to choose. Okay, 2007 was the last time that the Steelers offered a running back a second contract, and it was Veron Haynes. Mm -hmm. True or false? Jalen Warren will be the first Pittsburgh Steelers running back to be offered a second contract when it's his time. Um, so we're going to skip over Najee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <let's> <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's going to depend on the price because let me tell you something with Jalen Warren, there's going to be a lot of teams throwing a lot of money at Jalen. So that is going to be the tough part with Jalen. Um, if they, if they are able to compete with money and, you know, I know the running back market isn't at, isn't top tier, but the Steelers can't be cheap and they are cheap on offense. We know that. And so it's going to come down. It's going to come down to the I think they're going to try. I think they're going to make an attempt um, and, and they have to uh, and they may pick up Najee's what, fifth year option, is it um, or whatever the option year is? For yes. him, but it's the money. The money is going to be the factor What Jalen's team is coming to the table with and what they want. Mm. 
No, don't wait. Don't wait too long, though. That's all I, my, all my only advice. And that was my advice with Alex Highsmith. Don't wait. Because uh, the, the the price is just going to go up. The running backs are already making a case for themselves. So don't wait too long. <laughs> Dave Schofield stealing my thunder because this is next on my list. This is okay. what I was planning for you. And it is who wins the Joe Green Performance Award as the best rookie. This is the first time in a long oh. time that that I could actually say that there's three guys yeah. that I would probably go ahead and give consideration to. And there's okay. been years that, my goodness, back in 2008, Patrick mm -hmm. Bailey, an undrafted free agent um, rookie, an undrafted rookie, went ahead and won that won that award. You know, you could even talk about if this was a any other year, you could actually mm -hmm. give Nick Herbig the award and you're not going to this year. Um, yeah. You're not I mean, going like, to give it. It would be like a three and a half, but there's like, are your three, my three, like are your three Benton and, and JPJ and uh, uh, Broderick? Are those yes, your three? Those are my three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If D gets a vote, who's D voting for? Now I'm putting you on the spot. Hmm. So, okay, I'm, I'm basing this off one play and only one play. And it's the in the Ravens game, uh, the interception by JPJ pretty much like solidified a lot. Like, you know, it just, it saved the Steelers from losing that game. So if it's just off the one play alone, nothing else, a divisional win against the Baltimore Ravens, where you guys were struggling all game for the most part, he comes up big. So that play alone, I would give my vote to JPJ. I'm not, this is nothing against Benton. This is nothing against uh, Broderick. Just that, just off that one play that was just spectacular in the end, in the end zone. I am going to go ahead and agree with you there. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to make it tough on you, D. Okay. Now <laughs> let's go ahead and flash forward to 2033. When we look back at this draft, which of those three is the most important draft pick from this class? Mm. That's almost impossible question. Yeah, it is. I mean, you look at uh, Javon Hargrave, Hargrave, I say his name, Hargrave, and what he's what he was for uh, the Eagles and. Uh, for the 49ers now, like, and we had him, you know, like we let him, we let him walk. And you could say he was a, a great pickup at his, in his draft class. And he's gone on to make a lot of money at, at other places. Went to a Super Bowl last year. Right. So um, it's so hard. I, I just say that because at his position, like you just, you never know. Like I, you got three different positions here. You just, you just don't know. That's, it's so hard to tell. So <laughs> are you agreeing with, so are you, hinting towards what Dave Schofield says he's going with Keanu Benton yeah I mean it's gonna it's really gonna be on, the, on your longevity and availability uh Benton has played very well and I think you can see his potential and but you can like project too like I I just I that's so hard I don't know Hey, and it could be maybe I'll do Benton and Broderick. I, I'm not like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> and it's That's funny. The fourth guy, Nick Herbig 
is a oh, guy man. that you could actually put in that equation too. He's that good. He is so awesome. what a and great he can first play round. either side. You could put him in either side. He's a, he's he's awesome. He's 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 I even watching him on sidelines when he's not on the field. He's trying to get the crowd engaged when the defense is out there. I, I love him. I love his energy. Benton and Herbig are great with the kids after the game in the parking lot. Oh, that's awesome. Benton, Benton are, like, typically are. And then I have, like I told you, I have a special place in my heart for the young guys. Um, Mark Robinson was like one of my, Jalen and Mark Robinson. I love them both. Like I still call Jalen when I see him little brother, because like, I just felt like they're like, I feel like they're my babies. <laughs> I'm the weird one. I'm like, you're my little baby. Uh, I just have, but the rookies typically are. If you ever go to a game and you go, uh, was it to the Steelers parking lot? The rookies are tip, the, the new guys on the team. The veterans don't even park out there. They usually park, um, you know, under the in the gate or whatever. But they, they're they're typically sweet. So take advantage. Take your kids out there and, and take advantage of that. My nephew got a selfie with Keanu Benton and uh, yeah, and Herbig. Awesome. Both of those because they were best friends back in college. These two guys. Mm -hmm. And they were running around. They were playing the entire crowd. Well, it's time to get on out of here, but it's the big question. Here's the big question. I've got to put you on the spot. Steelers and Seattle Seahawks. When we wake up in 2024, are we talking about a 40-year drought continuing in Seattle? Or are we talking about the end of the drought and the Pittsburgh Steelers needing a win in Baltimore to make the playoffs. I'm going to go with what I want. I want them to, to have a win in Seattle. I want the conversation. I mean, depending, of course they need help. They they need help and they need to win games to, to get into the playoffs. And I'm not even open to talking about playoffs until the Seattle game is over, but I, I do want the win. So I'm going to say, yes, I want the win in Seattle. <laughs> is it too much to ask for a final score? I don't have it yet. I, I I won't have it until tomorrow morning. It kind of just kind of like sits in my belly. Um, but I'm I am hoping that the Steelers do score over 20 points. You know, that's been our our nemesis for a while. 21 points to be exact. It's been really difficult, and they they did it last week. Um, and it's and I'm hoping that they do it again. So uh, something over 20 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where that's can we find that prediction, D? <laughs> It will be on. Um, it'll be everywhere. So I usually post it um, in the mornings before the games. Instagram, D Love Sports. Twitter, D Love Sports. YouTube, D Love Sports. It will be everywhere as soon as it's as soon as I finish filming it. I put it out there for the masses. So you'll see my prediction tomorrow. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring up a final comment. Great show. Buy pizzas and watch the games. Says Spy Guy. Hey, okay. All Spy right. Guy has a pizza avatar there. So. He either sells pizza or loves pizza. I, I don't know if you guys have a pizza sponsor, but Giovanni's okay. Downtown Giovanni's, that's my that's my spot. <laughs> well, well, go ahead and sell them for us. Let yeah, them know. Giovanni's, <laughs> know. You the same colors, like it, it, it goes. Man, best pizza out there. Order order US pizza from Giovanni's. Okay, Kathy for it. We've heard from Afton. Hey, Kathy. Kathy says, Great to meet you, D. Thanks for coming on. We win. Great to meet you as well, Kathy. I had a great time. Thank you, guys. You guys are so nice. I need to, we need to get, we, you know, when we do the Steelers shot live, you know, we, we're arguing, you know, somebody wants to coach fired. You know, y'all are real nice over here. <laughs> oh, I, no, I, I can tell you, we get 
we get feisty. Trust okay, okay. me. <laughs> I'm not going to say we don't. All right. I, well, love, it I is, love everybody, though. I love everyone. <laughs> this, is, this is the Q&A. Dee, thanks so much. We're definitely going to have to have you on Steel Curtain Network again. It um, it was a pleasure hanging out with you. Uh, we went long today, but the reason we go long is when it's a lot of fun. It uh, We definitely have to go long. So, Dee, thank you so much. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. And we will be talking to you soon. Okay. For Steel Curtain Network, make sure you check out. Well, coming up, we've got more shows, more original shows. Remember, 25 every single week. Check out tomorrow morning. It's going to drop at 5 a.m. It is Dave Schofield and last minute thoughts before Steelers take on Seattle. Then after the game, you are going to have the Mike Tomlin post-game show recap with Kevin Tate and Big G Sean Gurley. Kevin Tate is back. And then you've got to do the post-game show. Hopefully it is a happy New Year's Eve post-game show as we ring in the new year and hopefully ring in a Steelers win. It's Jeff Hartman, myself, and Dave Schofield as well. We will be there for all of that. For Steel Curtain Network, for D-Love Sports, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Just when you think you've got all the answers, we keep changing the questions. Uh, uh. <laughs>